The Crinkle Cast is a podcast about adult topics and is intended for an adult audience. Hi, I'm Little Philly. I'm Zorro Daddy. And I'm Mommy Carrie. And you're listening to The Crinkle Cast, a podcast about keeping it crinkly. is the proud sponsor of the Crinklecast. To check out their out-of-this-world product line, visit them at abuniverse.com. Live from Studio P, it's the Crinklecast. Welcome back, all you friends. On this episode tonight, we are going to take some time to chat with a new friend of ours named ABDL Islander. Islander, welcome to the Crinklecast. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Hello, Islander. Are you surviving this little bit of a, I guess we'll call it a, a mandatory vacation that uh, that so many of us are going through? How are you? How are you handling that? I guess it depends on how you uh, define surviving, but uh, for all <laughs> intents and purposes, I would say yes. This is fantastic. There's a, there's a lot of folks um, that never really stopped. It's the most interesting thing. I, I guess it's sort of a heartfelt way to begin things, but uh, I guess we'll just sort of kind of say thank you to all those folks out there who are doing the uh doing the medical thing as there are a bunch of them from within the community and uh you know we are certainly grateful so islander um you are well okay it, your official fet life name is abdl islander would you say that uh in in your own interests that the ab is more important than the dl i'm not talking about in general but could you do the AB without the DL? Let me say it that way. Or is it all sort of pushed together for you? It's definitely pushed together. Um, I think, as is common with a lot of people, uh, started out more on the DL side and slowly as the years go on, transitioning towards the AB side of things. And I'd have to say it's probably still that way, but I'm definitely moving along the curve to the uh, more towards the AB side. That's a really cool thing. When we first enter into it all, uh, we absolutely know exactly what it is that we like, you know, and then we realize we get involved into it, into it and we're like, wow, there's so much I didn't know. And folks, uh, folks tend to progress forward with it. But let's go back to the beginning um, <laughs> in a summarized sort of fashion. Uh, how did it begin for you? Man, if I knew, I think uh, I'd be in a pretty different place right now if I knew how it all began exactly. But um, it kind of just was always there, I feel like. Um, I can 
remember certain, I guess, flashbacks to my youth uh, where this thing was there and I was interacting with it. But um, I don't know that I could pick a specific point in time where, like, that was day one. Um, it's just kind of always been there since I was a kid, and it's ramped up more and more ever since then to where I am now, where it's kind of, you know, not a part of my everyday life, but it's certainly, you know, really there at the forefront. Wow. Is there something specifically where you're just going about your day and uh, you hear something or you see something? Is there, I don't want to call it a trigger, <laughs> but is there something <laughs> where you're like, hey, that's my thing or something that reminds you of it? Yeah, definitely. Certain things will remind me of it. Um, I guess I could, you know, put a better uh, preface on it. This pretty much started out and still is mostly, uh, you know, a, a sexual fetish for me at the moment. Like I had said, I'm slowly moving more towards the AB side of things, and I can see that becoming less and less, um, you know, sexual orient, sexual focused. Um, but yeah, definitely during the day, I could totally see something, hear something, smell something, and it'll just trigger, uh, you know, a memory of, or remind me, hey, yeah, you know, maybe when I get home from work tonight, I'll, uh, you know, take out a dip and, you know, just do whatever I feel like, you know, I'm going to do that night. So, yeah, it's, it kind of creeps up on you sometimes like that. Hmm. Okay. So speaking of dips, do you remember the first time that you tried, um, let's say, adult diapers? Um, we'll go that way first. <laughs> Yeah, I think I that I could definitely remember. Um, I could definitely remember my first uh, delivery of them. So this is kind of a, an interesting story. Um, so I was, I guess, late teens, uh, still living at home with my parents. And uh, I had ordered, I think, a pack of, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was from XP Medical. So this is uh, maybe... 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, and I remember tracking the package and I knew, okay, today's the day the package is going to show up at some point. And I was in my room actually speaking with my mom, just hanging out, you know, talking about whatever. And uh, the doorbell rings. I'm like, oh, I'll go get it. And sure enough, it was the UPS man dropping off my package. And I quickly hid it in the basement and, uh, you know, stuffed it somewhere out of sight and then went back and, you know, continued the conversation with my mom and, had to kind of play off. Oh yeah, it was, you know, nothing, just whatever. Um, so I can remember that delivery. And then, um, after that, it's kind of a, a blur. I can't remember the first instance of trying on, you know, the goods, but, uh, I do remember when they first arrived. Did you ever go out and buy them in a store, like a pharmacy or? Um, yeah, maybe once or twice, actually, after that. So my very first um, for, you know, uh, jumping out into the world of adult diapers was that order. Um, but I had gone to uh, CVS once that I can remember, and I bought a pack of their own brand just to have as like a backup supply. And maybe I've done it once. Um, actually, no, I take that back. There was one time much later on I could get into that I bought them in person, but um, mostly it's always been online ordering. Wow. I mean, that's kind of, um, it's interesting because I think that's a, a ballsier move to order online first than as, you know, trying to go out and grab some, you know, because you run the risk of someone finding them at your house or, you know, someone else yeah. intercepting your delivery. 
yeah, I definitely thought about that. Um, I'd have to say I'm very fortunate that I have a pretty good relationship with my parents. Um, I'm not living at home with them anymore, but when I was, um, I felt fairly confident that even if they were the ones to, you know, get the package from the front door and they saw it had my name on it, they wouldn't open it. They respected my privacy pretty well. Um, but yeah, I definitely thought about it a lot. There, there were some instances where I thought about going out and um, buying them while they were out of town or something like that, just to make it simple. But it was always, um, you know, took a lot of courage to even do that in person because you had the, you know, the whole thing of going in the store, seeing the cashier. So I just figured uh, I'll go with the lesser of two evils and order it online. Yeah, I mean, I remember those days. There was always that fear when you're in a, a pharmacy that somebody walks in that you know, or you know, what are they going to say to you when you walk up there? And you know, it's it's there's kind of actually though. There's also a little bit of a uh, energy about doing that too, which is always kind of fun. But um, um, yeah. Do you remember what the first ones you ordered were by chance? Um, I want to say. Oh, you said XP. They... I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I had ordered ordered from XP Medical. I want to say they were um, M4s. That was oh, kind okay. of like the... What is that? Yeah, like Abina. the... Abina. Yeah, it was kind of... I think it was before a lot of the boutique brands were out yet. Um, so I, to, I'm 30 years old to put more of a background to it. So when I was doing this, if I was around, you know, late teens, so that was 12, 13 years ago, to uh, kind of put a time frame to everything hmm. okay excellent well all right so um you've got the crinkle there's a little bit of a history to that there's so much more to it uh in all the years that i've been a part of things which has been a <clears throat> number of years i've been online <laughs> with it um i've never come across two people who had the same origin and also two people who saw it the same way uh, but everybody sort of, in a similar fashion, stumbled across it online. Now, there were some who knew about it. I mean, there were talk shows and all those great things. Well, I, say, I say great in uh, quotations from the 90s. Um, when did you discover, wow, there's a community? That's a good question. Um, so, like I said, it's always kind of been in the background since I was a kid. And then I want to say um, when I was a young teenager and I was kind of discovering um, uh, what was the program at the time, I want to say it was like LimeWire or Kazaa. It was like post-Napster, but pre-torrenting and, and stuff like that. Um, I would, you know, put in some devious, uh, you know, keyword <laughs> searches in there. Sure. And... <laughs> That was a moment where I was really like, oh, yeah, there was that thing that I was intrigued about as a kid. And, you know, when I was a kid, I had no idea that it was kind of a, a turn on. I guess I just knew it was a thing that I liked for some reason. So I started plugging in keywords. And sure enough, I found some results, you know, uh, some video and uh, audio results on, uh, you know, through these searches um, and then I think it was from there that I started doing some more general searches and finding, um, the forums and the chat boards and stuff like that. Um, I, I want to say the first forum I found was daily diapers. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of, um, I guess you can call them precursors to, uh, to FL. 
Uh, there was Diaper Space. That one was immensely popular at one point. Mm-hmm. Daily Diapers still exists to this day. Still does, yeah. As does their yeah. um, their personals thing. It used to be called Diaper Mates. I think it's... It's I, not Diaper Space? Does that still exist? Diaper I space? don't think um, so. It, it's... I don't believe so. That was always like a phone-a-mommy company that it, set that thing up. It was always God, up, it was it was up and down constantly. It was like, you know, one minute it was up, one minute it was down. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so you stumble across some of those. Uh, you then work your way along, and much like a lot of us did, we we go into the great melting pot, as I like to call it, which is fat life, and uh, the rest is history. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So one of the things we hear from a lot of people when we ask their origin stories or where things have come from uh, is about the binge and purge cycle. Was was that anything that you experienced when you were working with coming to acceptance about this side of you? Uh, maybe a little bit. Um, so I could definitely understand that side of things. Um, uh, and I can definitely say from experience, I've definitely binged. Um, so like my interest would come in waves, so to say, uh, you know, where there was days at a time or maybe even a week or two at a time where it was really prevalent and like the desire to either wear or whatever, however I was going to interact with the, the fetish, it was, you know, coming in waves. I never really would say that I purged where I would shy away from it and say to myself, this is a bad thing. I need to stop doing this. Um, I could definitely talk more about how my level of acceptance has changed over the years, but I, I think I've had a pretty healthy um, acceptance where I never had to like tell myself I needed to stop. Um, but there's been months or maybe even a year I could remember where there was like a drought where I just didn't even really think about it too much. This was further on in the past, not so much nowadays, but, um, I could, I could see the binge and purge cycle, but I don't really think I actually dealt with it the same way that you hear a lot of people do. Right. But you said that you, you, think you have more to say about the the process of acceptance for you what what did that look like yeah i could definitely go more into that um so when it when i was first figuring this out and i still am i guess you could say figuring it out but um you know years ago it was really just uh you know something i did on my own behind closed doors when no one was home you know i had the house to myself i would indulge um and it was definitely a taboo thing to do. Um, and then when I started to branch out and, you know, start dating, I guess you could say, um, that's when I guess the level of, of acceptance came into question. So now it wasn't just, you know, me on my own uh, enjoying things. It was, okay, I wanted to meet someone, you know, for a potential life partner, but also share it with them. And it kind of became difficult. Well, how am I going to do that? You know, how could I possibly tell someone else that I'm into this thing? Right. Even though I, right. Even though I knew there were plenty of other people that were into it, it was still a huge leap to go from me myself to now thinking of, okay, how am I going to share this with, uh, you know, a partner? So before we, we go to your partner, did you meet any other um, ABDLs or people in the community? No, actually. Um, I mean, I may have chatted with a few people here and there online, but um, you're actually the first person I've met from the community in person. So, um, and actually, I 
yeah, you're the only ones that I've met in person so far. I'm hoping to change that, but it's been a slow, uh, you know, I've only dipped my toes in the water, so to say. I still have yet to fully jump in the pool. You have heard it here, folks. We are not axe murderers. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. <laughs> Looking He's at just you. Staring off into the right, distance. Here we go. Third time's a charm. Here it goes. So you you met us, but you you do have a significant other that knows about this, is that correct? Yes, definitely. Um and, and how did that come to be? How did you end up telling um her about this? Uh so I could I don't know if you want me to go into like the progression before, because there's oh my goodness, yeah, oh yeah, we we want it, we want it all, we want all the dirty details, lay it out, all of it. All right, so let me get up on my soapbox here. Um, (laughs) So, I this is actually you know uh, I'm kind of excited to tell the story because I feel like this is where most people or a lot of people will either be able to relate or gain you know something from uh, listening to this episode. So, um. Like I was saying a little bit ago, when I um, first started going out in the dating world, I knew this was something I wanted to share with, you know, whatever, um, you know, girlfriend I was going to have, uh, but I just never knew how. So the first few girlfriends, I guess you could say, um, I never really brought it up. I, I never could work up the courage to um, to get it out there. Uh, and those relationships were very surface level. We only dated for a little while and, I, you know, we would break up for some reason or another. But um I can remember when I finally decided, all right, I have to, you know, say something was when I was dating my first long-term girlfriend, we were together for more than just a, you know, a month or two. Um, and I decided to tell her one day while we were on a car ride and I really was just struggling to get it out. Like it was, it's like I was pulling my own teeth, but, um, eventually somehow I found the words I told her and she was just kind of like, oh, okay, like, you know, that's interesting. I've never heard of that before, but, um, she wasn't initially scared off by it. And, um, you know, she, she claimed she was pretty open-minded to everything. So it gave me hope that we could totally, you know, explore things and whatnot. But, um, without going into too much detail, I never really fully, I guess, articulated what this meant to me and what I wanted to get out of it by involving her. So we kind of dabbled a little bit in, you know, some bedroom play with diapers and whatnot, but it really just never blossomed. Um, and we also weren't exactly super compatible on a, you know, regular, you know, more basic level, I guess you could say anyway. So the relationship ended up not working out for many reasons. Um, but I never really got to fully explore this with her. So, um, that brings me to, uh, you know, there was a couple of girls in between, uh, but that brings me to my current partner, my fiance. Um, by that point, when we started dating, I realized like, this is definitely something important and I, I don't want to stop trying to, you know, share it with my significant other. And, um, I had started listening to some other podcasts on the topic and was kind of taking pointers from there. And I I came up with a a game plan where um, I was just going to be like really straightforward and upfront and kind of just say what I wanted to say and get it out there. And, and I was going to do it early on too. That was also something I realized was really important. Um, You know, I wasn't going to wait till we were engaged to say it because 
you hear it a lot of places, and I'll definitely echo that. The longer you wait to tell someone, it you're kind of stacking the deck against yourself. Um, so anyway, um, I, I can remember the night that I told her, um, we were just having this really intimate conversation, and we were talking about different things, and I decided, all right, you know what, let me just get this out here. And the conversation was kind of going in a sexual direction anyway, so I said, you know, there, there's really something I want to tell you. Um, and I just told her straight up, this is something I'm into and I would really love to do this with you. And she was totally like, okay, that's fine. And we, that night we didn't go into it too much further, but like I, I broached the subject and then as time went on, we, I would bring up the conversation and where she would bring up the conversation and we would talk about it more and more. And I, tried to make sure I explained it to her as best as I could, um, you know, what I wanted to do, what it meant to me, you know, and just having an open dialogue really helped a lot. Um, so that was kind of like how I got to where I am now. Um, I could go into it a little bit more, but maybe, I don't know if you have any questions so far. No, that's absolutely fantastic that she was so responsive right off the, you know, right off the bat with the conversation and and I agree totally too that you know getting it out sooner rather than later is a really great idea because um, initially I was married for seven years and I waited to tell my ex-wife and it didn't go very well and anyway that's why she's an ex-wife but <laughs> you know one of the reasons it's not the only reason but I, I definitely agree get it out there as soon as you can. Well, okay, that actually kind of leads into. Uh, another thought that comes up because uh, Islander, you are absolutely correct. Um, unless we just start delving into like the cure for cancer and everything else on this episode, <laughs> like that's, that's a very key thing. Uh, there's no one way to do it, you know, to, to tell uh, a significant other, particularly when that significant other is, uh, is clueless about it. Somebody that's not going to have any idea. There are some people, much like uh, much like yours, who you're like, oh, okay, that's interesting. There are others that will be like, huh? Um, that being said, you were brave enough, and uh, I think you were uh, you were true enough to yourself, while also being respectful of her. That you're like, hey, you know what? You know, when lose or draw, I need to get this out there on the table. Uh, uh, being as you are somebody who made this statement said something to your partner and have come away from it, you know, yeah, in, in a very successful way. And congratulations, by the way, what is, Thank you. what is some advice? And I, I guess, you know, not necessarily wanting to go down the negative route, but I think it is important, particularly with something like this, that people clearly hear, okay, here is a good way to do it, but also here are some bad ways you just might want to avoid. Also understanding that, you know, there's no wrong way to do it, really. What, you know, didn't work for you might actually work for somebody else. But what is some good sound advice? Let's say I'm a newbie and I just listened to this episode and I contacted ABDL Islander on FetLife. And, uh, oh, gosh, I have this girlfriend and my, I really want to say something to her. What is some good sound advice that, uh, you know, that you could give me to help me with that? Uh, Putting so you on the spot. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's totally fine. Um, you kind of touched on some of the things that I would recommend, uh, but I'll echo them. 
Um, first, I would say you need to come to an acceptance with yourself. So before I told my current fiance, um, I had, you know, plenty of time to really think about it myself. You know, what, what does this mean to me? What do I want to get out of this? What are my goals? Um, like I had mentioned, I never really had like a negative view on everything. I didn't have a really positive one either at first, but when, when I started listening to other podcasts and yours included, that's when I really started to, I guess you could say own it. That's when I really kind of just came to the acceptance that this is fine. There's nothing wrong with this. This is part of me. And I'm going to be much happier in life if I can explore this to you know the fullest extent. And once I got to that point, then I was able to, I actually gained more confidence in the prospect of telling my, uh, you know, at the time girlfriend, um, it was actually before I met her, I had kind of really got to the point where I'm like, all right, the next person I'm going to meet, if it looks like it's a promising relationship, I'm going to tell, tell her. And, and that's what I did. So first thing is, you know, accept it and own it, you know, don't, don't let it, um, seem like a bad thing. Cause it's not, um, and then from there, hopefully things would fall into place and there's no one way to tell someone, you know, whether it's a significant other or a friend or, you know, whoever you're looking to tell, um, there's no right, right or wrong way to do it. No perfect time. That's another thing that you can't wait for the perfect time. It'll kind of just happen. Um, so once you own it, when you think you, you have a, an opportunity to bring it up, just do it, get it out in the open. It's it's probably better to say something than nothing because I've had that happen where I didn't tell uh, some of my past girlfriends and I really wanted to, I just chickened out. So uh, get it out there and then make sure that you, you're somewhat firm in what you're saying. It's going to be difficult and you're probably going to stumble over your words. I'm sure I did. Um, the, the first girlfriend that I told, I really stumbled to get it out and it was like I said pulling my own teeth and I feel like that kind of they say first impressions are everything so the first impression I was giving off is not the best whereas the second time around I was more straightforward with it and I was more confident in how I was delivering the message and I think that really you know helped out a lot um so I I think those are kind of my bullet points I guess for how to how to tell someone successfully. You know, that's a really good point. Before you even want to, you know, worry about what somebody else might think, before you want to go down the road of, you know, saying something to a significant other and ask them, hey, are you okay with this? First thing you might want to do is ask yourself that, you know, am I okay with it? And coming to terms with that. And if you're not, then why? That's a really good thing. It's not necessarily saying, oh, you must work on you. Is you know, working on you probably isn't the best advice if you're going to be getting into a relationship with someone else. It's right, uh, you know, the, it, it's it's a little bit of give, a little bit of take. Uh, but that's a really, really the, the bunch of things you just said there. I, you know, highlight it right away with that. Make sure that you're okay with it first. You know, uh, much as Islander did. You know, you you got to be good about it yourself. You got to have terms with it yourself. So you've you've told us the beginning of the story and you're still referencing to her as 
your fiance. So does that mean that the continuation of the story has still been a positive one? Yeah, I would say so. Um, it's not without some stumbles along the way, but uh, overall, yes, it's definitely a positive thing. I, I do not regret um, saying what I said, how I said it. Um, I think I don't really regret anything, actually, uh, in in regards to this uh, story. Um, but there's still uh, still some evolution going on. It's never. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to get to the end of the book, uh, so to say, for this. So we're still exploring, you know, how we can integrate this into our relationship. And it's not something that happens every day by any means. It's very much a once in a while kind of thing. So it's a slow work in progress. But, yeah, it's definitely overall a positive uh, outcome. That's wonderful to hear. Have you ventured outside of, of just diapers? Yeah, a little bit. Um so I, at first I thought it was kind of funny, but as I hear more people and I read more testimonials about how uh, people kind of get into things, it seems pretty natural to start out, um, you know, a, a DL, you know, just uh, having the fetish over the diaper and then working your way more towards the AB side of things. And that's definitely where I'm at. Um, I've started to buy some more accessories, nothing uh, too extravagant yet. I haven't, you know, uh, I haven't bought any onesies or anything like that, so I'm not ruling the possibility out. But yeah, I'm slowly uh, building up a chest of toys, so to say, uh, you know, things to uh, to dabble in. Good man. I mean, good boy. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, so if you need any websites uh, uh, where you can order that sort of thing, you you get in touch with Zorro. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. I have some contacts. I greatly appreciate it. So, do do you have a stash of uh, dips now, or? Yeah, um, I not not a huge one. Um, I I'm pretty fond, and this is uh, not not a sponsor or anything, but I really like um, the website Wearing Clouds. Um, it's it's a site where you can buy samples. It's probably not the most economical way to go about buying things, but. Um, I like to have a variety of, uh, diapers on hand. So I've been ordering from there a lot and, uh, just to have a smorgasbord of, you know, well, what am I in the mood for tonight? So, um, yeah, I have a good supply. I think I could make it through the rest of the pandemic if I had to. <laughs> what, what, um, what's been your favorite so far? Do you know, or your favorites? You can you know, give us like your top three. Uh, yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, I'm really bad with remembering like the the name of a particular just, diaper. You or... can just tell us what they look like, and we can probably figure it out. <laughs> yeah, so <What? laughs> I, I figured goals. you'd be good at that. Uh, no, well, like what's on them? I mean, yeah, if you, if you could say what's on them, we probably know what it is. So I think I remember the name of. I, I'm pretty confident, both in the name and the um, that it's probably my first pick would be the. Uh, and this is just based, obviously, on my own experience. I haven't sampled everything out there yet. Right. But um, I think right now the number one spot is uh, Little Paws. Mm, and any okay. any other version of that make and model, I guess you could call it. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, man, then after that, um, just because it's a really accessible and common one to get, it, it's probably not the, the most extravagant um option but just the good old abena m4 they're they're easy to come by they're relatively affordable 
Um, it's kind of like a, it's a really sturdy choice. You can pick one out of a pile and you're probably not going to have a bad time with it. It might not be the best time, but it's uh it's a good choice. Amazon just delivered some of those to me yesterday. <laughs> they, yeah. did? they did. They did. They did. They did. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, there's been some deliveries this week. <laughs> yeah. But um uh, you know, we tend to stock up on them? things. <laughs> no, we don't hide them. There you go. Uh, do you have another one? Uh there's definitely not that I can really reference specifically. I will have to say it's I probably came into the game a little bit later uh, than than a lot of people, but it's just it amazes me the quality and where we've come in the last couple of years with all these boutique options now. So by far and away, I think if you have the money to spend, get a boutique ABDL diaper. Even it doesn't have to have designs on it, but like they're definitely made for the people in this community it's at least it seems like it is and i've i've always had a good time pretty much with any uh specialty brand you know it is and and the the products available now are so much better than what they used to be because when this first came out uh well when not when this first came out but when companies started making specifically for us initially it was more of a novelty item and they weren't really made to function very well it was mm-hmm. it was just about the the cuteness of it and now you know we have diapers that'll you know drink three two liters of you know fluids because we've actually got them to where they're you know crazy you know better than anything else out there on the market and you know there's actually people within continents that are buying abdl diapers because they're so much better than anything else that's out there so it's yeah. it's, it's been interesting how that's all worked but yeah i've actually that last point you touched on i've actually noticed that reading through forum posts and blog posts and stuff and i yeah. found it really interesting but it totally makes sense i mean they're designed for adults and what better you know product to use if you actually need it than something that's specifically designed for that. Right, and it's it's forced some of the other companies to step up their games a little bit and come out with, you know, better products. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that's a good thing. I yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of the times where you've got competition, and competition's never really a bad thing. Um, but competition, few times, uh, does competition be something that, you know, just sort of helps every company. I guess it's kind of hard to explain. Uh, there was a point in time, uh, tail, uh, tail end of the 90s. This is when I first stumbled online. Didn't know a community existed. Didn't even, had never heard the four letters before. I just did like a weird search and up popped a um, uh, a message board, an archaic message board. But at the time it was state of the art. And this opened everything up. And... I would do all kinds of searches, and uh, Yahoo existed, but Google did not. Uh, they certainly didn't get the algorithms right yet, and there were a cluster of sites out there that you know you really couldn't stumble across, even with some sort of an internet search. They've gotten that figured out, but there wasn't much comment. Or there wasn't much content. Is my point? Nowadays, you've got a bazillion and one different diaper diaper options. You got all kinds of podcasts. Uh, you have a bazillion and one munches. You have a couple authors out there writing uh, books on it, you know. Oh, really? We oh, wouldn't yeah. know. Oh, no. 
But but you you also have people who do photo shoots. No self promotion. No, not at all. You also you have people who, who do videos. Clips for sale is loaded with it. And now when you do a search, when you do it on Google or Bing or Yahoo or whatever, you're getting all kinds of results. So it's one of those times where it's like every time I see yet another one, you're like here's yet another diaper company. You know, uh, I I I do believe that. I'm like wow, there's tons, but I also think. I don't think we'll ever get to the point where we have too many. And I uh, was that you? We were talking. I was talking with Phil. Like right now during this pandemic, these companies are like, my gosh, like they haven't slowed down at all. Yeah, I mean their sales have been better than before. Um, why? Because yeah, what are, what's everybody doing? I right don't now? know. You know, <laughs> but I mean, thankfully, I will say this because I have to go back to this because Zorro is a well accomplished writer. And it took you know, ten bucks to get him to say that. one of the things during this <laughs> pandemic. Only pan- ten, yeah. <laughs> one of these things that, during this pandemic that we're going through at, at the moment. There's been a toilet paper shortage, but thankfully we've had a few copies of his book. And you see how this works. You see <laughs> how this works. We have no shortage anymore. Oh boy, <laughs> it's a little bit. Of, was... It's a little abrasive, but you know. I kind of think you're <laughs> doing something wrong. Done. No, listen to yourself. Okay, if you if you wear diapers, why do you need toilet paper? Well, okay. you don't wear diapers all the time. Oh, okay, all right. You know, so you're so you're not you're not a real ABDLer then, is it? How that uh, works? Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh no, I joke. Sure. I joke. Wow, somebody's feeling saucy today. Yeah, saucy. a little bit. And I'm only joking. No, uh, he really is. You know, a, a great author and has written hundreds of books. Was it hundreds now? hundreds right nah, at least no, it's I over a hundred but anyway purchased by tens of people too. yes that's right. right and today since <laughs> you're right. since you're our lovely guest on this podcast <laughs> he's going to send you your your book of your choosing for free actually uh, a, a copy of the believe it or not islander i literally what's today today's friday okay two days ago i just finished a book uh it, it's called the babysitter crush 2 it is the story. Uh, it's, it's a submissive male and a, uh, a dominant female, and they have a unique um, uh, they have a unique thing between them. She is a cougar. She's in her forties, and he's right out of right out of college. Uh, but there's a unique reason as to why the two of them get along so well, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. However, <laughs> uh, I am going to send you both copies of it in whatever format of ebook you want. There's Kindle, there's Nook. We'll, we'll get all that figured out, but you're going to get both of them as soon as we're done recording this. <laughs> that's that's really generous. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're very you'll, welcome. You'll be don't, you'll be wishing he didn't. Don't thank him. I'm I'm the one who gave him away. <laughs> can you get can, can you get in touch with your counselor after you read them? I mean, yeah, we, we 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 do not. Uh, you have them on speed dial, right? <laughs> Yeah, we do not. Oh yeah, there's no liability in, involved as far as we're right, we're, we're not responsible for what happens to you when you read these. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. That actually um, reminds me. I literally just remembered this um, funny story about uh, reading and writing stories, or uh, I guess fiction, whatever you want to call it. So that was definitely more. I guess it still is prevalent. Um, but I remember when I first was exploring the forums and on uh, daily diapers and there's probably a few other sites I was on. Like there was always the sub uh, sub forum where you would post your, your uh, stories that you were writing. And um, I remember actually trying it at the time. I think I was in high school. I remember making or writing some of my own 
stories at one point. Um, it was very entry level stuff and I didn't go very far with it, but it, you just jarred my memory. I, I do recall, uh, you know, coming home and when I had the computer in myself, I would start typing away at my little, uh, my little fanfic, whatever you wanted to call it. Hey, that's fantastic. The I, more I, the merrier to it. The more the merrier. I remember those too. Like they, they were pretty interesting. Some of them, but yeah, I always yeah. tried to write them, but I could never make it all the way through. <laughs> yeah it was definitely it was easy to start but never uh never as easy to come up with an ending well there was a there was a dirty innuendo in there but yeah <laughs> but not, not being much... not being able to finish it but you know that, that's, ah. what she said. Oh, but... ah, that's what she said there you go gotcha yeah i was a little too much in the zone that went over my head but <laughs> thank you thank you for circling back so I personally believe you should own, you know, at least a pack of every diapers out there. Every diaper um, you know, one ever of, made. Uh, one since of the every of diaper time. Every print. <laughs> All at once. Hang on. Woo. Are you okay? That was just something that went down the wrong tube. That wasn't Corona. Don't worry. <laughs> Not that it makes any difference. This is a podcast. Woo. Okay, I'm good now. Go ahead. <laughs> now Corona free. There we are. Were you were saying? you were saying, oh, so you were saying, um, you personally believe that everyone should own uh, every pack or every type of diaper out there, and I had asked if it should all be at the, at the same time. Um, well, I mean, you want to have a pack that's put away inside of a sealed airtight container that's filled with nitrogen, um, <laughs> for prosperity's sake, you know, because oh, at some point, you know, they could be worth thousands of dollars, or you know. It's it's a thing, you know. There there are, there actually, are collectors. It's like a fine wine. I it, like. Is there really? Because I could see that being a thing. Um, there there is like, actually. If you go look on eBay right now, type in vintage Pampers. Okay, <laughs> and people. No, no, don't laugh. People, no, no. People. No, I believe it's true. People are paying hundreds of dollars for vintage Pampers, like you know, packages of vintage Pampers. There are people who are paying. 40 or 50 dollars for one just one diaper not you know and and there's somebody on ebay who like has all these and is constantly selling them uh there's i know one person that's like got all kinds of old vintage stuff that's selling the stuff and and yes that's it's worth money um there yeah. there are people who will buy them because they're not going to come back and remake those i mean they should but you know mm -hmm. It's once a lot of this stuff too, you know, once it's done, it's done. Like a lot of the companies now have caught on to the fact that if we print something, people will buy it because it's a new print and they're going to want it. But maybe after everybody has it, you know, the sales kind of drop. So they only do one container of that print and then they move on to another print. And, you know, it's, it's a good way to keep a constant flow of revenue coming in for a company. Um, is to just constantly change the prints because people collect them and they want to have, you know, all these different choices and options. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And it's not even for folks who are going to wear them. Like, I don't wear them, yet I have a collection where I have, like, one of everything. A lot of times we've gone to a bunch of different places and, you know, uh, there'll be this specific pack of diapers and Phil will go over and buy it and I will make him open it up. <laughs> Which and kills get, him, by he, the way. And it does kill him. Because now that one can't be sealed in the vault with the That's nitrogen, right. but and, still. And I'll make him give me one. 
so I can take it home and add it to my collection. I have like one of everything. And and for reference, our entire home, all of the furniture is built out of these packs of diapers. You see, <laughs> <laughs> it may look like you're sitting on a couch, but it's it's actually a stack of M4s. To to be clear, I would never let anybody sit on my diapers. But there we go. <laughs> so, do you think? Um it'll get to that point or maybe it even is. So I haven't looked, but um, are there like the um, boutique ABDL diapers are being collected like that as well? I mean, I think you just touched on it where you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like for example, the um, um, crap, what's the name of them? Um, The Christmas ones, the Fabian Christmas diapers. Yeah. There you go. So a Fabian Christmas diaper, you know, you can get a hundred bucks for one if you want, you know, I mean, if you got a pack of them, they're, they're worth, you know, whatever someone's willing to pay really but you know so I've, you i've seen them sell for you know over 200 bucks you know for for those so yeah yeah you probably have a better idea of this than i do but i i want to actually say for being for me was uh, the first boutique brand that i remember like when i was first buying uh abinas I do recall like the Fabian was the forbidden fruit because I think they were like still and maybe they are only in Europe. But I remember like you had to order them from an eBay seller and they were really expensive at the time. Do you remember like what was the first um, like boutique brand or what have you that I bought? Or, uh, or, no, what was the like in, one? in general, like in historically, general, which one existed? Was it prior to was Bambino? Uh, Bambino was one of the first to like mass sort of mass produce them, but I believe that there was back in the DPF days, and this is probably before my time. There was some diapers listed that were available on there, and I don't know if they were like you know um, custom made by somebody that you know took diapers and put tapes on them or or what have you. Um, but I, I do know that there were a few things listed because I have some of their old newsletters, and there were some you know advertisements in there for stuff. But hmm. so I don't, you know, I think Bambino is one of the first, but also ABU was also there pretty early with their, um, um, the super dry kids and the, then the cushies mm-hmm. came out. I yeah. Mean, the, um, I assume it's still the same person who owns and runs daily diapers.com. Uh, at one point he was a seller. If I'm not mistaken, I, I don't know like if he just sold clothing, whatever the case was, but and I also don't know, I, there might have been, and I don't think it was called the Daily Diapers Diaper, but there was... Yeah, I think I remember that. But that goes way back. It didn't last for long. Yeah, I think Bambino may have been out, though, before that. Yeah. But... Yeah, I think I think those are actually might have been my first um, uh, boutique purchase was a Bambino, like a Super Dry Kids or something like that. Right. I, I actually have some boutique diapers that nobody knows what they are and i've <laughs> i've put pictures up all over i put them on fet i've put pictures online i've put them on facebook groups i've put them all over nobody actually knows what this one diaper is and i don't know what it is either it, it's possible it came from japan it might actually be a japanese diaper but um nobody actually knows what, what it is and it's kind of funny and uh, someone, I posted the picture once, and someone's like, "Oh yeah, that's that's a such and such, this or that." It's it's it was made for you know dolls. It's it's a small diaper, blah. blah. I'm like, "No, it's not small. It's an adult diaper." They're like, "Well, how do you know?" I said, "Because I own it." 
<laughs> they're like that picture is yours i'm like yeah that picture is mine and that picture is on the internet here and there that you know that but i actually own it i have one and i, I don't know what it is but anywho we'll have to dig into that more at some point right oh yeah that's intriguing i like a good mystery yeah what about those sweet nurse ones or oh whatever, those are like, terrible we found <laughs> oh gosh good nurse do good not nurse. buy this don't, is this is a public service announcement do not buy good nurse on amazon they are the absolute worst diapers you could ever possibly buy. Oh. Do not buy them. There you go. Although you should buy at least one pack to put in your safe, so that way. Yes. <laughs> Just for the sake of posterity. Absolutely. So you've you've met people. Well, you've met us. Mm-hmm. We're sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> but you know what? We've we've actually met at Texas Roadhouse a couple times. Really good. Mm-hmm. Great place to eat. Um, Texas Roadhouse is proud sponsor. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so what do you think your next step is? Like, what's your where are you going from here? Ooh, yeah, that's that's definitely the sixty four thousand dollar question. Um, so I think the next step would be to meet more people. Um, so kind of like working up the courage to tell my significant other, my my fiance. Um, it was almost as uh, nerve-wracking meeting someone else in person for the first time. I, I will admit it was easier, actually, because by that point, like I had come to the level of self-acceptance that I was at, and I had more confidence. So it wasn't super um, intimidating, but it was still nonetheless the first time I've ever met someone in person who already knew this about me. So, um, But once I met you guys in person, it was totally chill. Like uh, I was really happy that I got out there and I met you and we've met up a few other times. So it's not just a one-off occurrence. Um, so I'd like to continue to do that. Um, and I think, uh, you know, like maybe a munch when we can do those again, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Would, would probably be the next step. And then I guess the ultimate prize is, uh, I'd like to go to an event kind of like TeddyCon. Ah, well, what's what's TeddyCon? TeddyCon. TeddyCon. Those are not words I'm familiar with. It's um, it's where a bunch of teddy bears get together and uh, (laughs) throw you into a ball pit, and you got to fight your way out. Nice, nice. There we go. It's TeddyCon is short for Teddy Convict. They're they're really bad people. Oh man, I'm just I can't can't even say what I'm picturing. Don't don't go there. I won't go there. Don't go there. Well, uh, you know, we actually know some people who are part of that event, believe it or not. Really? Really? <laughs> we do. And um, as a special guest today on our show, we would like to give you <laughs> a ticket to TeddyCon. And we would also extend that offer to your partner if, if uh, she would like to come. Uh, we would love to give you tickets to TeddyCon. I am deeply honored. That, that is That's really awesome. Thank you. So um, we'll talk about that after, but um, definitely think about it. Um, it's a great opportunity to meet a bunch of people. Um, it's it's a great time, and you know I, I think you would enjoy it. And um, there's diaper vendors there, and you can pick up some more, so that way you know you can start your collection and and what have you. 
Curry. Yeah, absolutely. Curry, you should be giving him a new car. Okay, Phil gave the tickets. So I gave the books. No. No? No. Yeah. And don't Act give away now the couch. and you get a new we, car. We need the couch. Please don't give the couch oh, away, gee. okay? I'm sorry, Islanders. Trying to get you a good couch. I really want I appreciate the effort. Okay. <laughs> no, that'll actually be... That'll be a really great one. Um, uh, presently, they take place in the fall. And... Phil's right about that. There's there's conceivably five, six, seven different things that you could be doing at any given moment in time at TeddyCon. And uh, more people to meet than you will have time to meet, more to do than you will have time to do, and always something going on. When do, when do we open the main space? What is it, seven in the morning? Eight in the morning? Nine in the morning? What, what, what? I'm never <laughs> awake at that point. Main space is open from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. There you go. Unless she comes in and kicks me and says, Nate, get up, you know. So <laughs> it's, it's 12, 13, 14 hours a day, and then it goes well into the night and uh, fires up on a Thursday and goes clear into Sunday. And it's, uh, it's one heck of a long weekend, and uh, by the time Sunday arrives, you'll, you'll have blinked, and suddenly it'll be over. But you will not forget that weekend. And actually, I'm really excited for you. If that's the first, you know, massive gathering that you've been to, that's that's a wonderful thing. And and uh, and I hope you enjoy it. Hope yeah, and, and and my first event was an event. It was actually a convention, a little convention. It wasn't a munch. Um, I, I met somebody, and then next thing I did was I went to a you know a hotel convention. So. Um, jumping in is sometimes a good way to go. And, you know, after that, I went to that and I'm like, holy crap, I should have did that a long time ago. But, um, yeah, that's, that's a really good point, actually. Um, kind of jumping in is, I, I would act, I mean, not that I've done it yet, but, um, maybe as a retrospect, um, when it comes to, I guess, any aspect of this, uh, this interest that we have. Um, sometimes jumping in might be the best way to do it. Um, there's really, aside from, I guess, outing yourself, aside from that, there's really not a whole lot. Well, I need to think about this before I go too far, but sometimes like, like the Nike saying, just do it is not a bad idea. Um, don't, don't overthink, you know, whether it's telling someone or going to meet someone for the first time, don't overthink it. If you feel safe. Uh, you know, you think you're going to be going to a safe place and the person you're meeting, you can trust them, then then just do it. Yeah, it, that's a good point. I, I think you used the right word there. People will convince themselves to not do these things. They will overthink them. Uh, a very dear friend of ours, um, Razzie, uh, sort of, where was it? And I'm asking Phil this. Like, wh wh when you came across... Raz, like that was what? Uh, he came to one of uh, my munches, and he didn't come to the munch though. He he came and sat in the restaurant across the restaurant and watched us <laughs> to see yeah. to see that you know we were normal people and what have you. And at the end of it, he came over and introduced himself, and it turned out that he you know lived pretty close to where you know I grew up, and uh, we've been you know friends ever since. And he's part of the family really, yeah. and you know. It's it's a step, right? It's it is a big step to to make, and you know some people are shy, some people you know have have issues with that. But if you can just push yourself to do it, 
you know, and it, mm-hmm. it, and it doesn't have to be our events. It, you know, it could be find yourself an event wherever you are in whatever part of the country or whatever part of the world that you're in and, you know, get out there and try something. And if there is nothing, you know, you can try starting your own event too. I mean, that's, that's another, another thing you can do. Like uh, running a munch is, you know, it, it's, it takes time and it takes a little bit of patience, but you can put it together. It's, it doesn't take a lot of work. You know, you just go on someplace like FetLife or one of the other groups that's out there now and, and post, you know, that you're, in such and such a state and such and such a town and at the, let's say the, the friendlies or wherever you're going to have a, a munch there on Wednesday evening at 6 PM and go there and plan on eating alone because maybe nobody will show up, but <laughs> maybe somebody will show up and maybe you'll, you'll, you know, meet your, your next best friend or yeah. someone that you consider family. You'll be truly surprised too. I honestly thought within Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, that's where I live. The place with the Amish. No, I'm not Amish. <laughs> um, but I honestly believed that myself and uh, two other people, an older couple, I thought we were the three people within the entire county of Lancaster that were ABDLers or ABDL inclined. Oh, my blue heaven, was I wrong. Oh, my gosh, they're coming out of the woodworks. We've been having a munch there for... Uh, a little over six years at this point, and it continues to grow. And you continue to meet more people. Some of the closest friends I have in life, uh, I've met at some of these munches. I've, I've met at some of these gatherings. That hotel convention that Phil mentioned, uh, one, the, the first thing that he went to, it's the first thing I went to as well. That's where I met him. And he's been trying to get rid of me now for 10 years, and he's <laughs> failed miserably. You're like a plague. He's, he's, I, yeah, I'm like a virus. He is what you call... <laughs> He's what you call an Amish return stick. Oh, God. <laughs> well, now, oh. listen. Before we, before we wrap this up for the night, I cannot allow myself oh, no. to be left over here all by myself on this side of the room having not bestowed anything <laughs> on our guest. All right. You, you like guys are already. making me look really bad. So I mean, you now you now have at least a six month supply of toilet paper. You know, Zorro's. It's, it's an ebook. It is it's an, an ebook, e-book though. So uh, I hope you have Apple Care or something. <laughs> you know, Philly has given you probably one of the greatest things, uh, which is a ticket and some encouragement to come join us in the fall. But, you know, I can't, I can't let it go. I can't let it go. So I want you, when you have an opportunity to pop on to the AB Universe website, I want you to take it their entire, take a look at their entire catalog of diapers. And I want you to pick out a pack of diapers. And we're going to get that over to you. Whichever one you want, whatever pattern, whatever size, whatever you want, you just let us know what it is. And I'm going to get you that pack of diapers to make sure that your hiney is covered for the rest of this pandemic. There you go. Keeping it wow. crinkly. Keeping it crinkly. <laughs> but wait, there's more. No, no, there I'm sorry. We, we've tapped out on our, <laughs> on our, on our generosity for the evening here. But um, Islander, I want to thank you so much for joining us here. Um, it's been a pleasure getting to know you in person here in this community and hopefully um, we will continue to see you out and about and around um, when we're allowed to step away from our houses uh, 
for any longer than just getting groceries. But before we break away, I want to give you an opportunity to pimp yourself out a little bit. If somebody has a follow-up question for you or thinks that, you know, maybe they want to be your friend or whatever, where can they find you out in the great wide internet world? Well, uh, thank you very much for the opportunity. Um, not too much to pimp, so to say. I guess um, you could just look me up on FetLife at ABDL Islander. That's I-S-L-A-N-D-E-R. Um, I'm not terribly active on there, um, but certainly if you have any questions, I'm more than you know happy to share advice or what have you. It's, um, I guess one of the things that I'd like to do is give back to the community that has, you know, given to me over the years and given me the courage to get to where I am. So I, I'd totally like to return the favor. Fantastic. So you can look them up on FetLife at ABDL Islander, where you're going to post a link directly to your profile in the show notes when we put this up. Excellent. Fantastic. Um, well, is there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, before we before we, uh, we we don't just want to like close the door on you this has actually been oh. a lot of fun i i kind of want to get you back on here again <laughs> because like you really roll with the punches like when phil and i try to out stupid each other i mean curry gets tired <laughs> of dealing with it after a while but like you roll with the punches we appreciate that <laughs> oh well thank you uh yeah i've totally had a great time and i would love to come back it, this is actually one of my bucket list things was to be on a podcast. I, I, we were kind of talking about it before we started recording, but I've always had the idea of you know doing my own podcast, but I just, life has gotten in the way and what ha whatnot. So uh, this is my first time being a guest on one and I've had a lot of fun doing it and I would definitely do it again. Um, anything else that I wanted to share? Um, I guess just, you know, a little bit more advice and I kind of said it already, but just do it. If you're thinking about messaging someone be respectful but just do it if you're thinking about telling your significant other about this deep dark secret if you feel you can trust them just do it uh there was too many points in my life where i psyched myself out or i talked myself down from doing something and ended up regretting it um so as you as long as you use some common sense just do it awesome and I think that that's really a perfect uh, way to end this. And I just want to say personally to thank you again for, uh, you know, taking time out of your day to uh, do this with us until next time, everybody stay crinkly. See ya. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>